you. We have to protect the show from Satan. <laughs> it's like, damn it, they keep rebuking me. I'm trying to enter the podcast. <laughs> Not this time, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> I rebuke you. I love you guys. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Everyone is Cancelled. I'm your host, Dylan Randall, and tonight I have with me all of the go- all of the ghosts, all of the hosts. Tonight I have with me all of the hosts. Spooky hosts. <laughs> Spooky hosts. There's Mary Visser. I also have with me Mr. John Morgan, Mrs. Megan Morgan, and Andrew Sanders, back from the dead. What's going on, everybody? How you guys doing? Hey. hey. Uh. <laughs> I always she, look forward to Mary's my? entrance. It's my favorite part of the whole show. Yeah, we have no issue knowing who Mary is. There's no. <laughs> Tonight we are talking about the alleged coronavirus origin story. It has recently been approved that we can now talk about the subject a year after its origin was suspected by the bad man with the wig. Now, we are not doctors, and this show is fictional, so listen to your doctor and don't listen to us. But listen to what we're saying. Now, Jon Stewart, the former late-night host, went viral recently, claiming that the coronavirus was created in the Wuhan coronavirus lab where the virus originated. I don't know how he made that connection. I mean, you got something in Wuhan called the coronavirus Wuhan lab where the coronavirus originated. I don't know why they would think it came from that lab. But for some reason, he made that connection. So apparently, we are allowed to talk about it now. More free speech for us in a non-free speech post-2020 world. Thank you, government. We will get into that because it is wildly interesting, and there are some facts to back that claim up. Allegedly. Allegedly. But first, the cancellations of the week. Russia is canceled as according to major news outlets because President Biden dominated Putin in their meeting. <laughs> Biden purportedly asserted his dominance in a very masculine way and Russia no longer exists, according to American news outlets. You, you know, the thing. He took his shirt off and it intimidated me. What I like is that how these news outlets are like children watching a wrestling match. When Biden seems to barely know where he is... Whereas Putin is an alleged cold killer, a calculated man who's done nothing but bring Russia back to some serious power. Allegedly. Allegedly. And our outlets, I hope you guys have started the, the drinking game that Andrew invented, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to his I love people, Andrew's laugh, man. I don't know how many people I've killed by now. <laughs> You're a respiratory therapist. I hope none. <laughs> that got dark real quick. Andrew's like, oh, that ain't true. Wow. <laughs> Different episode. Our outlets are like, yeah, Biden looked him in the... And this is literal. They, we had outlets in America claiming that Biden looked him in the eye while Putin looked away at the camera. A clear indication of dominance. <laughs> you idiots. This is why our country is falling behind. Facts are canceled in the media with reporting like this. I mean, what actually happened was indeed very boring. Both sides allegedly made no threats, simply claiming what their intentions were and what would happen if the other side's 
cross certain boundaries. It's very basic. Uh, as many of you know, there has been an issue of Russia claiming territory over Crimea, very much in the same way that China claims ownership of Taiwan, to the point where they won't let corporations uh, even utter the verbal existence of Taiwan. Biden said the two leaders spoke about human rights abuses, saying that he made clear to Putin that no president of the United States could keep faith, and this is in quotes, could keep faith with the American people if they did not stand up for universal... I'm having a hard time finishing this sentence. If they did not stand up for universal and fundamental freedoms that all men and women have. Oh yeah, Mr. President? Human rights issues. Like the literal yeah. holocaust of the Igwar people in China that no one is talking about because that's where we get our phones and everything else made. It's true. I mean, what's your takes on this? I was kind of hoping it was going to be like mixed martial arts because <laughs> back in the middle of March, um, Biden was in a an interview with Stephanopoulos. I think his first name is George. Anyway, um, he asked the president if he thought that Biden, uh, that uh, excuse me, that asked him if he thought Putin was a killer. And Biden said, in quotes, mm-hmm, I do. <laughs> Nobody did. He said, he said, mm-hmm, I do. And, and that really set the Kremlin off. So I was kind of hoping when they got together, Putin would come in. Oh, what was that? Remember the, uh, the MTV there, uh, the, the claymation, like, Oh, yeah. Death match, celebrity death match. Yes. Right? That's what I was hoping was going to happen at the, at the G7. Where's MTV? Summit. Where is that? Somebody go on YouTube and see if they've done a celebrity death match on that. That would be hilarious. Speaking of that, did you guys hear the Kremlin's response to Biden saying that? Definitely does not want to improve relations. No, to Biden saying he was a killer. It's hilarious. So the Kremlin was interviewed and asked if he heard this response, something along those lines. And the Kremlin said, when I was child, we used to say in playground that it takes one to know one. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Here we go, sticks and stones. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with that logic. The guy is calculated and intelligent, and Biden is the best ice cream eater, eater in the West. So, you know. There was a... Um, I mean, if you put anyone on enough methamphetamine, you know, you can make magic happen. Listen, it's clean meth. His son has a direct pipeline to it, allegedly. <laughs> We're not, it's not bad to do clean legal meth, allegedly. Yeah. The, uh, the Kremlin uh, spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, uh, responded to it saying that these are very bad statements. That's a horrible accent. Just do the uh, Borat again. <laughs> Great success. By the President of the United States. He definitely, he definitely does not want to improve relations with us. And we will continue to proceed from this. Freebird. Great success. That sounds interesting. Oh, I almost spit out my drink. Quitter. <laughs> you know they love uh, Putin over there because he always gets like what two three hundred percent of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's a popular guy over there. In oh, fact, so uh, I'm pretty he, sure everybody uh, who doesn't like him has killed themselves over guilt. Yeah, exactly. It was either end of last year, or beginning of this year, that he signed uh, legislation allowing him to be president until 2036. Nice. There you go. <laughs> 
I make new law for me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's a very nice. I'm a president of 2036. I've heard that a lot of Russians actually believe that um, they've like created a uh, like. So they they found somebody who like is the same height as Putin, and they did some crazy plastic surgery to their face so that instead of Putin doing these public appearances, it's actually just like a fake Putin. Yeah, they claim Putin has ripped. a disease. Yeah, Parkinson's. They, yeah, they claim that Putin has Parkinson's, and so they have a double actor to, mm. you know, sort of act like a healthy Putin. So. I don't. I don't know maybe, what that's about. Maybe Biden didn't even shake his hand. He just shook a mannequin's hand. <laughs> or they did, they would have like the greatest handshake ever between Biden's shaky hand and Putin's shaky hand. It would be like a Parkinson's handshake. <laughs> it would you would mistake it as a photo taken at an old folks home. That's how we know it wasn't Putin because if it was Putin with the shaky handshake, they would have vibrated to another dimension right there in the spot. That's right. Breaking news. Biden just stared down a mannequin. Showed <laughs> off his masculinity to an inanimate object. CNN is allegedly canceled again. The Babylon Bee had some fun at the expense of CNN over an article's popularity in social media. Basically, CNN saw that the Babylon Bee, a satirical site if you don't know what it is, a right-leaning satirical site. It's not even right-leaning in my opinion. It's just... They take facts and they make satire out of it. And it's hilarious. I follow them. It is hilarious. And the reason it makes people mad is because there's truth to it. And they don't like that. The Bee ran a piece Tuesday. <clears throat> Did you just sneeze on the mic? <laughs> I should have just sneezed How directly dare you? into the mic. You're coronavirus. The Bee ran a piece Tuesday with the headline. And this isn't last Tuesday. It's just a Tuesday. CNN attacks Babylon Bee. The internet is only big enough for one fake news site. <laughs> it's kind of true because CNN is trying to out them Allegedly The site satirically reported There ain't room in this internet for the both of us Growled one CNN anchor Allegedly on the air Monday evening And this is the satirical uh, Babylon Bee report There simply aren't enough people out there For us to fool with our fake news stories And the, <laughs> the Babylon Bee To fool with their satire There isn't enough clickbait and outrage traffic To go around Wait this this was actually a CNN anchor? No, this was the satire by Babylon oh, Bee. This is what okay. they, yeah, this is not CNN. My bad, I didn't follow. Yeah. So a CNN reporter is taking shots at the Bee because our articles get shared a lot. And some people think they're real, which will always happen with satire. That's why it's called satire. After thinking how adorable I thought, uh, well, surely this guy has chirped at the onion for the same thing. Babylon Bee founder Adam Ford responded, there are websites dedicated to chronicling reactions from people who think Onion stories are real. Foreign leaders have famously been fooled by Onion articles, and this guy's bio says he covers disinformation for CNN. Surely he has taken the Onion to task as well. Yes? Well, it doesn't seem to be that way. He continued, as it turns out, Mr. O'Sullivan has tweeted about the Onion, but it looks like he's quite the fan. So... There's some double standards appearing to go on here. Uh, have you guys heard about CNN attacking, allegedly attacking the Babylon Bee? I follow them of, on Instagram, but I, I yeah. haven't heard of any of this. I haven't heard of the CNN yeah, attacking same. them thing. Oh, they've been attacked multiple times. 
Yeah. To me, it's very clear it's it's a joke in this comedy. What do you guys think of these news outlets, these these supposed serious outlets attacking the Babylon Bee for spreading misinformation? It's uh, free publicity for Babylon Bee, for one. They probably gained a bunch of followers because CNN decided to talk about them. <laughs> well, the Babylon Bee, and we're about to get into that, their argument is that they can it can it can harm them. They can get canceled over this and literally deleted from Instagram, Facebook for these accusations and lose all of their income. I mean, now it is a real deal. It's not just defamation is real because they could lose all their income because Facebook's like, nope, one push of a button, you're deleted. It's just a ridiculous attack on free speech. It just goes to show that these major outlets and all of these major, you know, the what legacy called? social media. media sites and everybody they're just they just have no respect for the first amendment free speech it's yeah. just really just dis- it's really disturbing Agreed. i mean cnn should take the high road and just laugh it off i'm, I'm just i'm so tired it's just it's exhausting you know what i mean and, and it and I it do. just goes it just shows who's trying to direct the narrative i mean it's a satire site it's a joke Anyone with half an education would know it's a joke. I mean, well, or whatever. I know some people fall for the onion stuff, but regardless, it's a joke. And CNN should laugh it off and just take the high road and be the the journalistic entity that they are supposed to be. Full of integrity and full of honor. And no, they're not. They're threatened and they're, they just, they don't want the free, they don't want freedom of speech. Yeah, well, we allegedly had that, um, the Veritas Project, there's the video of them on the Tinder dates with the CNN employee claiming that basically, and this isn't verbatim, that they were responsible, CNN that is, for Trump getting uh, basically kicked out of office rapidly through this election. So I, I don't, I think they hold on to that power with a very tight grip, and anybody who sort of shines a light on what they're doing in a, even a satirical way, they they uh, get pretty uptight about that. So Absolutely. Well, there's a narrative to fulfill, and they have to, they have to maintain it. And the thing about social media and the Internet is it can blow their narrative very quickly when people are out there speaking whatever, thoughts, truth, ideas, um, usurping common ideas or, right. you know, putting out – even just, you know, footage or images of things like Veritas does, it really throws that narrative for a loop and they don't like it. They're threatened by it. So, right. I mean, they're really only outing themselves. I see it more as they're just showing their hand. Yeah. They're the, yeah, we brought the... it up. Go um, ahead, Andrew. Sorry, we brought it up on this. We brought it up a few times on this show about when uh, comedy starts getting canceled, that's when shit's really getting bad. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're just jokes, people. They're jokes. Come on now. Right. Yeah. And the reason we bring up Babylon B is I I really like what they're doing. Do I agree with everything they say? No, because it's it's humor. It's not meant to be fact-based. But the thing is, the thing that I really respect about them is they take... They have a weird way to blend fictional storytelling with fact-based truths, allegedly. So they take a truth and they spin it in a way that really makes you see that truth um, from a perspective that you might not be necessarily standing in. So if even if you're a far-left guy 
or girl or whatever. Um, it, the way they spin it pisses so many people off because it can even make them see the silliness of some of these issues, and people don't like that. Let's 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 face it. Opening your eyes. I saw an interesting art piece recently, and it was a it was an illustration. It was drawn, but there was this person who had <clears throat> there was just skin over their eyes. There was no openings for eyeballs, and they took a razor and they were cutting slits in their eyes. And this was to illustrate how painful it is to really open your eyes to see what's out there. And that pain is too uncomfortable for most people, in my humble opinion. And so when they're forced to see that a little bit, because the Babylon Bee has an excellent way of doing that, um, they don't like it. It makes them uncomfortable. Even CNN, allegedly. Um, And so they've taken a very interesting stance, and I respect them a lot. Which brings us to our next cancellation Uh, The New York Times are next. They are allegedly canceled for the same damn reason. But this is more recent, and this went to another level, uh, a legal level. Uh, And these networks are really getting jealous over the Babylon Bee, like a crazy ex-girlfriend. But uh, the Babylon Bee CEO, Seth Dillon, great guy in my opinion, very intelligent, pretty even killed, just a comedian in my opinion, on Monday, Babylon Bee CEO Seth Dillon announced that the New York Times had agreed to drop its arguably defamatory attack on the Babylon Bee after the Bee sent multiple demand letters threatening a defamation lawsuit. Under the guise of reporting, the Times claimed that the Bee frequently, frequently trafficked in misinformation under the guise of satire. Which you can say that about anything, literally, but that's a tactic these people use. So while the Times originally agreed to weaken the attack somewhat, its updated story still, still its updated story still suggested that the B is one of the far right misinformation sites that used satire claims to protect their presence on Facebook. Uh, and, and again, honorable mentions of sites getting mad at comedians over at Babylon B are Snopes and USA Today. Even though Snopes and Facebook have said that they do not, for legal reasons, I would imagine, they do not believe that they are necessarily um, putting out misinformation. Probably because they don't want Seth Dillon hitting them with some facts like he did with the New York Times. <laughs> misinformation um, is such bullshit. They can just label anything as that's misinformation. That's the problem. Yep. Right. When comedy rings with truth and you can't handle it, you may be fake news. When you're on the side of truth, you don't get triggered by comedians. I saw a post recently that said uh, the Beatles made bad music. And I mentioned this to you guys earlier, but I wanted to save this story for the podcast. So this was a post on Shithead Steve. I love their page. Follow them if you haven't. They're hilarious. And they love pissing people off, trolling with a little bit of truth. Uh, and, of course, everyone got super mad because they they put a picture of all the Beatles albums, right? And above it, it said, every band has a bad album. And you expect to see, like, all the greatest bands with one bad album. And they just post all of the Beatles albums. <laughs> <laughs> the internet went insane over this. Uh, and in the same instance, if they are indeed the greatest band in the world which it's art, it's hard to argue that, but if they are the greatest band in the world, you simply don't have the need to keyboard warrior, aneurysm rage, defend them over the internet. And I made a very simple comment. I made a very simple comment that claimed, um, 
and it was vicious. I was viciously attacked for this, by the way. I, and all I said is that if they are the greatest band in the world, people wouldn't have the need to defend them over the internet. That's all I said. That's and I put a laughing <laughs> face and a skull face. That's all I said, and people got so mad at me. One guy's like unanimously everyone has decided they're the greatest band in the world i'm like well obviously not <laughs> unanimously <laughs> he said he used the word unanimously oh my and i've got goodness. a ton of likes on my phone my my comment by the way um and what i'm getting at people is really only people really only get mad at the truth when it lies on the other side of their belief system mentally ill people only get mad at the hey truth. they matter too <laughs> <laughs> My life matters. <laughs> I mean, like, who is really spending that much time on social media getting all worked up over a stupid comment? Everyone, because they're not allowed out of their house. Yeah, they are now. It's official. Not in California. No, it June 15th was... Well, the... California's requiring vaccinations for everything, so that's arguable. I mean, you can still wear a face mask, but you're you're allowed to go to bars. You're allowed to go to dance parties, concerts, comedy shows. I'm not going to lie. I feel kind of oppressed. <laughs> Maybe it's a self-oppression. Cancel me. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Anyways, there was a correction made. So this is the, this is the big deal here. This was a huge, huge win. Uh, unprecedented. Uh, the New York Times lawyer senior lawyer was contacted by the babylon b seth dylan took a huge charge in this and he had their lawyer contact them for defamation the new york times took their names out of the article basically claiming yeah you guys are right and they knew they would lose allegedly would lose that case and they fixed the article which is a huge win seth dylan went on to say that you know they're not going to lay down taking these kinds of hits because he claimed you know it can take their entire income away when your income relies on social media which right. largely we relied on the past year because we couldn't use anything else for our first amendment rights now that's scary when at a push of a button somebody can literally delete your way of life exactly. based on fake news well not only Basically, that it's... if you don't self-censor you'll be canceled like mm. it's just right. another form of suppression of speech not only that, it's they're, the New York Times attacked them in such a hostile and psychologically manipulative manner by, by outright claiming that the Babylon Bee trafficked in misinformation. Okay, stop. When we talk about <laughs> trafficking, we're talking about... Allegedly, yes, uh, I agree. That's, that's, what they, that's what they originally claimed. And the thing is... It's it's you have to see the psychological manipulation tactic that they're using there. I mean, when we talk about trafficking, we're talking about and there are children and women and people that are legitimately trafficked. I mean, drugs are trafficked. Yeah. Illegal guns are trafficked. I mean, things like that are trafficked, not not satire. Okay, and then and then claiming yeah, it's like the and it's such a hot topic right now too. It's very relevant. But see about... what they did there. They set that word. In the in the collective unconscious minds of of millions of people who read the New York Times and and, and see it on the internet, that the Babylon Bee was guilty of trafficking. That's all you need to see to psychologically check that into a box, and people will immediately be triggered by that. 
So we, that's a great note. Yeah, it's the psychological manipulation tactic that's being used, mm. and I'm glad the Babylon Bee is fighting back. So in such a hard manner because that's just disgusting to me. It's repugnant. Well, I'm glad you put it in that way because I think you represent how a lot of people feel. And we wouldn't know this if if, if this information was just wiped from the internet and they took this this loss, this L. Right. Um, and on, the, on your point, Megan, uh, Dylan was celebrating his victory and he said, uh, this is huge. He said the New York Times was using misinformation to smear us as being a source of it. That's not merely ironic, it's malicious. Right. So we pushed back hard and won, the B CEO noted. Thanks to everyone who voiced and offered their support, we don't have to take this nonsense lying down. And he ended that by saying, remember that. So I hope you remember it. Burn it in your brains because there is some pushback to your alleged Nazi-like silencing to simple facts yep. and comedy and arts. And you guys want to burn books. Well, we want to enjoy comedy every once in a while. We want to enjoy facts laid into that comedy. And we know, and we all know this, you wouldn't be giving them attention if you didn't know what they were saying was right. Right. And I think people need to really look at everything from a different perspective. Look at how they're using psychology to manipulate and and look at the narrative and how they're using that to manipulate it's deeper this is so much deeper than just hey cnn is you know and new york times are you know they're going tit for tat with babylon b i mean it's it's deeper than that so always be aware and 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 look at it from a different perspective than just a superficial perspective get some perspective people on the note of that in the Beatles, for everyone who is a fan of the Beatles here, I would like to officially state that the Beatles are a band. I would also like to officially state that the Beatles made sounds with instruments using the form known as songwriting. The Beatles were comprised of people, and the Beatles existed on this planet. I think I've made myself clear on that subject. <laughs> Actually, I think the monkeys were better than the Beatles. Oh, yeah. First there was the Beatles, and then there was the Backstreet Boys. Yikes. In sync. I want to see the Beatles all come back and collab with NSYNC. All of the members. <laughs> like the original members too. Like you want like you want John Lennon to just come out of the grave and collab. That'd be unique. Well, I know for a fact that Smash Mouth has covered a monkey song, but I don't know if they've covered a Beatles song. That is my litmus for you the greatest band You can't say any band mm. is the greatest. Everybody has a completely different... Dylan, you hit it on the head earlier. It's art, okay? Everybody has a different perspective. Yeah, you can't say anybody's band is the greatest when Smash Mouth exists. Come on. I'm pretty sure the Beatles covered a Smash Mouth song. They did. The Smash Mouth was the best. All right, so I'm pretty sure we ever. could statistically analyze who the greatest band is if you're going to base it on like money or or you know platinum sales or whatever. But um, mm. I guess we could do a statistical analysis and figure out who is technically the highest grossing band or you know the most popular or whatever. But again, it's still art. The Beatles were unanimously chosen as the best band in the world. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of name is Beatles? Yeah. How about the Bugs? How about the Crabs? I want to just listen to a band named the Crabs. 
I'm sure there's a bunch of the bands named the Krabs. <laughs> Not just one, but ten. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? We're the Crotch Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a punk rock surfer band. It's like butthole surfers. Oh, I know. That's an actual band, and they make good music, actually. (laughs) I (laughs) I actually like the butthole surfers. (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny if I came came up with that name on my own, like, not knowing it was an actual band? (laughs) Happens all the time. (laughs) Welcome to my reality. Everything's taken. No, everyone is Andrew, are you still alive? I was just going to ask. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Andrew, Maybe he fell asleep. I think we're a little extra for Andrew tonight. He's mainlining uh, right now. I just now. woke up. That's true. Yeah, I, I had to stay over at work today, and yeah, so I like it, bro. Did you have a sleepover party? <laughs> Did you have yeah, a pillow fight with the other uh, therapist? <laughs> <laughs> they brought some rep out from the ventilator company we what? use, and we had to like we had to stay overtime to learn about. Some new features that our ventilators have. And all us night shifters were like freaking zombies during it, but we made it through. Did they like slide like an envelope with a disclosed amount of cash in it? Disclosed amount. It's it's always like, here's (laughs) $5,000. Here's a nondescript envelope filled with exactly... $10,000. Did you give him a little tickle after two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little tickle fight? (laughs) Nice. Coochie, coochie, coochie. Oh, I've got a a cancellation really quick, actually. Do Um, it! Yeah. So, (laughs) the human human brain is canceled because... (laughs) So, hear me out on this one. Uh, no, long, long no. You listen. Long-term uh, COVID if, uh, data is coming out, and studies are being done by multiple countries now on the effects, long-term effects of COVID. Uh, Canada has produced some. Uh, Sweden has, and the data is pretty interesting. Uh, one of the pulmonologists that I work with, his name's uh, Dr. Schwelt. Uh, he runs a YouTube channel called MedCram. And you guys can look it up. The uh, the video is called uh, Long COVID Treatment Symptoms and Recovery. And uh, some of the effects are kind of interesting. Uh, a lot of them are affecting the brain. And basically, long-term effects are going to be effects that are, are still occurring 12 weeks or more. Uh, you know, symptoms that people are having 12 weeks or, or longer out from, from their COVID diagnosis. And it most of them, uh, 58% of these people that are still having effects are having fatigue, but there's a decent amount that are having uh, memory loss. So like 16% have um, memory loss, 13% have anxiety, 12% have uh, depression, there's people having sleep disorders, uh, psychiatric illness, uh, dizziness, which could be also caused from the heart because uh, COVID's having like long-term effects on heart, like pericord- pericarditis and things Does like that. Does he believe this is because of inflammation due to the increased amount of cytokines in the body? Because Maybe. I've heard this as well in the brain that you get a, an increased amount of cytokines and people who never had anger issues as well because of that swelling, they're becoming enraged at the littlest things. And Dr. Mark Gordon spoke heavily on this as well. 
that the cytokines are getting out of control, and it's similar to brain injuries uh, in in a way, um, from what I've heard from other people and and medical professionals, that it's due to increased cytokines and inflammation due to what they call long haulers of the coronavirus, which for some reason seems to be seems to be uh, increased in men for whatever reason. Men are just toxic and angry all the time. <laughs> yeah, they don't get the excuse of having some crazy disease happen to them. It's because That's just, of their yeah, testosterone. Toxic, toxic masculinity. But, yeah, um, I'm not sure exactly if, if they know all of the uh, the reasons behind it. The cytokine storm and all that I, I have heard a lot about. But right now it's just data. They're just looking at all this objective data coming out, um, doing a lot of uh, surveys for for people who have had COVID. Hey, are you still uh, having symptoms? And, and, you know, people are submitting what symptoms they're still having. Some of them are having OCD, PTSD, you know, being Yeah, I got a call today. To a health clinic was offering me 20 bucks to do an interview on COVID, and it made me so angry I broke my phone. <laughs> That's 20 bucks, man. That's yeah, weird. I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> I've heard quercetin is supposed to really help with um, post-COVID brain swelling Don't you dare stuff. tell them the fix. <laughs> you trying to get canceled by the pharmaceutical industry? Please consult your doctor before trying any new medications and vitamins and nutritional supplements. Allegedly, the best... Uh... Yeah, the best treatment is just do a, a whole lot of drugs. Oh. <laughs> Mary can help there. Do 100 burpees and then a line of coke and then 100 more burpees and then inject yourself with heroin and sleep for 12 hours and you're cured. Don't do any of that unless it's legal in your country after you talk to your doctor about this with their approval. <laughs> we are wizards, not doctors. <laughs> wizards. Meg's like, I rebuke Satan. <laughs> we are not wizards. That was the best line of the night. And I was rebuking. She's circling herself in salt right now. I rebuke Satan. I was rebuking internally, Dylan. <laughs> Cast the demons out. Andrew, do you have any final notes on that? Because I find that interesting. We finally got an update on that. And that cardiologists, because I know neurologists have been looking into, the, into this, but a cardiologist's perspective is very interesting. Um, between yeah. you and a respiratory therapist and a cardiologist, what what are some of the most recent findings on that subject? So one of the things uh, I wanted to mention about if you are experiencing like dizziness, um, it could be cardiogenic. It could be coming from a heart problem because there's a there's inflammation and that's uh, pericarditis is one of the things that that people are getting. So basically, the way you can differentiate them is if you stand up and then get dizzy, that's probably a heart-related issue. If you just suddenly feel like the room is spinning, then that's that's probably one of the brain symptoms that people are getting. But as far as, yeah, all the details on exactly what's causing it, I think that's going to keep coming out as, as time goes on. Right now, we just have a lot of data that people have submitted. Um a lot of people getting uh, headaches. Twenty-seven uh, percent are getting attention disorders. They're they're having a hard time paying attention. So it's kind of interesting. And it's really uh, hard to separate 
COVID from the quarantine. Like, I feel like <laughs> my attention span has gotten a lot shorter during this quarantine because I'm on my phone all the time. That's uh, because and... you've been exposed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's so it's so hard to separate symptoms from whatever, you know, it could be a symptom of something completely, you know, different. But I've had a friend of a friend who just recently got hospitalized with COVID because it had attacked his whole entire nervous system. And that's the wow. first time I've ever heard of anybody with COVID getting their nervous system attacked. So I was wondering if you know what the link is with COVID and, and our nervous system. I know that certain tissues throughout your body uh, become inflamed. And one of the good, one, one of the maybe bright sides to that is I, I think it's mainly a tissue problem. Um, because I, I've, I've heard that COVID doesn't generally attack your nerves, but if the tissue around your nerves uh, starts to uh, starts to become inflamed, then that can cause problems with your nerves, and that's why people are they've they've pretty much figured out that that's why people are experiencing loss of taste and loss of smell. Uh, luckily, it's not the the nerves being damaged, but it's the tissue around the nerves that uh, that's being damaged, and it's sh- that's for the most part it's it's reversed after a certain period of time. But yeah, I haven't heard of like the full like systemic nervous um, problem that that you're talking about. That's pretty interesting. Like what about Guillain-Barre syndrome? Like that would be something that you can have a nervous system issue after a viral illness. So Guillain-Barre mm-hmm. syndrome happens after, it usually happens after a stomach bug. Um, Mm. but it can happen after certain, like even the flu vaccine, that's one of the side effects. So maybe that's what it is, Mary, something like that. Yeah. That's a pretty, uh, that's, that's like a, what's the word I'm looking for? I I wouldn't expect a lot of people to have heard about (laughs) Guillaume, Guillaume That's uh, but yeah, I don't know if, uh... (laughs) This is where John is going to segue into my, um... All right, my WebMD degree. Have you had Guillaume Beret? <laughs> no, I have no idea. It's just my wife. All she does is. I research everything. I can't. I'm just a brain of. I, I need to stop. Well, I freaking commend you for it. Yeah, that's where Megan and I fall into the same boat there. No, 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 no. It's very different. She's got a WebMD degree. You got a YouTube degree. Yeah. Very different. Yep. See, Dylan. I inject myself with experimental toxins and see what happens. Sometimes I grow muscle. Sometimes I sleep for seven days. I don't know, but I've seemed to have regenerated quite a bit. I got rid of astigmatism in my eye. Wow. This is true, by the way. Wow. See? It's fictionally see, true. I know. I just, we're just researchers by nature. I can't help it. I research everything. I read tons of, I read everything. I I don't know. I'm sure I annoy all my friends with useless, insane information. <laughs> I like it. My uh, body is an experiment, and I've transcended the fifth dimension. <laughs> if your extremities start falling off, starting from the feet, then yeah, you have Guillain-Barre. They a, did, but I reattached them uh, with some additional go. peptides, so we're good. So can, we, can I just do a quick, I know this has nothing to do with, well, it sort of has to do with it. So I had recently. Are you going to talk about the black-eyed children again? 
No, well, that's at the end, Dylan. Stop. You just, you just blew like, that one. Megan's like, me. speaking of the black eyed children, it's like, were we talking about that? <laughs> Please don't make me laugh. Um, no, I read this article about masks and this school district, a bunch of parents got together. And they did, they took their children's masks that they were wearing and they sent them to an independent lab to, to, you know, see what was on their masks, essentially. And the list Ooh. of the bacteria that was on those masks, it just is terrifying. It had like Rocky Mountain spotted fever, like Lyme disease, like all, like this humongous list of bacteria. There were no viruses, by the way. Um, just as long as it's not COVID, right? Yeah, but it, no, it was insane. Like the the types of bacteria that were on there, like Legionnaires' disease and different things. I mean, I was oh my, my brain basically blew off my head when I saw Rocky Mountain spotted fever. I'm like on a on children's masks, like a tick borne illness. Like so, something is super sketchy. I, I've, I've been developing like conspiracy samples? theories for future shows on this. By the way. Were the samples of, were these children like backwoods children? <laughs> like, where did they get these masks from? <laughs> hey, backwoods children matter too, Mary. I, yeah, but <laughs> there's a lot of children that aren't living in the backwoods. No, it was, I believe it was just a, like a random district in like Virgin, Virginia, I think, or something. I'd have to look it up, but they were just. With a with a population of 2,000. Not West Virginia. <laughs> I just want to state that none of the facts that Meg stated I heard um, because Dr. Fauci told me to wear a mask. (laughs) (laughs) And if you criticize Dr. Fauci, you are directly criticizing science. That's what he said, loosely. No, that's verbatim what he said. It better have been because if you missed one word, we're done. He verbatim said that allegedly. He he allegedly said that verbatim. Fictionally. Look it up. Or quit wrestling that hog. The CDC is here to check your mask. Did you just say to quit wrestling that hog? (laughs) The CDC is here to check your mask. You just be like a pig. Anyway, I'm going to send you guys the article. Bobby, you'll leave that sheep alone. It was was pretty eye-opening, and I think you guys would find it very interesting. One of my, uh, I won't mention a name, but uh, I have an anatomy professor who was mentioning similar things with the masks and how he he thinks they're causing a lot of subsequent infections and pneumonias because a lot of these bacteria, especially legionnaires and some of those are big like pneumonia causers we'll make it a first-hand experience with that yeah so i actually i um around christmas time i had to go in for an eye procedure um like a like a specialized exam. It wasn't an actual procedure. And I wore one of those medical masks and mm-hmm. it was, you know, they're moving your head around and stuff. So it was kind of rubbing, I guess, behind my ear, but nothing dramatic. And I think it was about two days later, I, I, I don't know, I started feeling this pain in my, in my upper ear where I guess you would get your upper cartilage pierced, but I don't have a cartilage piercing, but that's all. It just kept feeling like pain. And I kept, I remember having homeschool co-op with my friends and I'm like, guys, why is my ear hurting? Like, what's on it? Or they're like, you're crazy, whatever. And a couple of days later, I think fast forward like two days and my ear was like big and swollen and it was really weird looking. So I ended up going to the walk and he's like, oh yeah, I think, you know, it's cellulitis. He's like, honestly, 
these masks are really causing a lot of issues with cellulitis on like your face and stuff because all it takes is a little bit of rubbing because people don't wear them properly there's you're supposed to be trained how to wear a medical mask oh i just pulled my earbud out um so he said it was rubbing behind my ear and it probably got bacteria from my hands. So people are constantly touching their masks. Kids are touching their masks. You're taking them on and off, touching them, whatever. You're like distributing bacteria all over them, thus defeating the entire purpose. So he was like, yeah, you, you basically, you know, you got um, like a, an abrasion behind your ear and bacteria got in and now you have cellulitis. So he put me on antibiotics and by Monday it was just worse. And it was in, I was in so much pain. It was, it was horrible. I ended up calling an ENT and getting in there and he's like, Oh, you have something called, Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a really deep cartilage infection that you can get in the top of your ear. It's so random. And he said, usually it's only when people pierce their ear Um, But it can, like, randomly happen otherwise. And he wasn't as quick to buy the mask theory as the other doctor was. But I I know because there was, like, a a little bump, like, right behind my ear where that mask was rubbing. So, yeah, it was a very deadly form of bacteria. Um, There's only one antibiotic I could take. John, what was it? Ciprofloxacin? Yeah, Cipro. And he said if Mm. that didn't work, I'd have to be hospitalized and have intravenous different things and... Um, it did work. Yeah, we were worried about you yeah. during that time. The medicine Scary. really messed me up too bad for a little bit, but I'm better now. But So it does happen, and I think when they discount these stories and, and the different bacterias and stuff that are on these masks, it's, it's just doing more harm. There you have yeah, it. Yeah, they're masks just clearly picking sinking. and choosing, you know, what facts, what stories they want to put out to the public to make us cautious about to make us not cautious well that was basically admitted allegedly in the cnn article labeled the shadow campaign look it up it released about uh, i don't know give or take eight months ago um but they admitted they're they're a great coalition of forces from the media the biggest tech companies and politicians which should be illegal um to out trump which like them or hate them um they picked and choose which information went to the front. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast, a, a relatively young, healthy doctor took the vaccine and died within a couple of days. Right. They completely scrubbed that article from the Internet and made it a lot harder to find because it went against the, the narrative. Right. So Meg's story, we have to officially rebuke and say that it did not happen because Dr. Fauci told you to wear a mask. <laughs> He told us to wear narrative. two. He told me to wear two. He came up there wearing yeah. a bubble suit, pretty much. He's like, and nobody's wearing two masks. And they're telling you you still got to wear masks. I've seen And let's talk about Fauci's masks. email leak where he said that masks really were not that effective. John, you're, you're uh, ver- well-versed in that subject. Do you want to lay that down real quick? Because that's a, a recent event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Like, any good master villain deletes all their emails and smashes their phones so that they, you know, can't be traced on these things. But what a punch And the, to the best gut villains will take their laptops to a laptop repair shop and leave them there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we won't go any further about that. Which, Sorry. by the way, Mary, as, as an aside, because, because we love asides on this show... Um, it is my personal belief that the revelation that we're going to talk about a little bit later with the uh, coronavirus 
source sourcing out of Wuhan, um, the same thing is going to happen to the location of Mr. Hunter Biden, where people are going to be like, oh, this is great. He's connected to Russia and he's connected to China and there's all this money. And people are like, you're crazy. Like, that's ridiculous. So anyway, masks are dumb. I want to rebuke his laptop because it's a portal to hell. Probably. It is. Best statement of the night. Here's the thing with masks. Someone needs to burn some sage around that laptop. Mm -hmm. Right? Masks have a definite use in in context. Right? So if you have a perfectly sterile mask, um, then that, that is sufficient for you in keeping your spit from flying all over a room. It's gr- no, it's great for preventing um, allergies while you mow your lawn. It's great for preventing you from spitting into the cavity of somebody you're performing surgery on. Exactly. It's great in an OR. It's you- great when you've been OSHA trained and you know how to properly use a mask in a sterile setting. Right. But when you have that thing around your chin strap and then you put it over your mouth, you're not doing yourself any favors. When you're, it's all optics. It, it I'm is. I'm so sick that's, of it because I a, have to do it at work all day, every day. We're all wearing face masks. Yes. And I know, I'm aware it's not really helping, you know. Well, I mean, I've seen people vape through a mask. Like if, if that can come <laughs> through, I'm pretty sure a little tiny microscopic respiratory viral droplet that I can't see can come through, right? I mean, in kind of a sad reality of all of this face mask like enforcement is that now that we're allowed to take our face masks off, a lot of people are resistant towards it. They don't even want to. No, they don't want to show their face. They're either like so comfortable in their like hiding behind a mask or they're so just overly afraid of catching, you know, viruses that their immune system is normally equipped to handle because they've just been quarantined for so long our immune systems are getting weakened and i think the science is there i think the important takeaway here is that fauci the man telling you to wear two masks or one mask whatever you want to say uh, was caught on an email server similar to clinton allegedly saying that masks are largely ineffective now if you guys would like to uh, buy our everyone is canceled t-shirts uh, labeled John Loves Masks. Message me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and I John will hook you up with a pre order. Yeah. Thumbs <laughs> up. Hashtag <laughs> rebuke Satan. Yeah. yeah, there's the. Yeah, that's. I'd buy that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> I On to the main topic of the night. Oh, man. I really just thought you said something else. It was like, we need to sign off now. <laughs> Sorry. My mind. My, never, never mind. I'm out there. Moving on. Drugs. On to the main topic. Uh, apparently, we are allowed to talk about the Wuhan lab now. Uh, when Trump was talking about it, obviously anything he says, we can't say. But Jon Stewart had a straight-up aneurysm on the late-night show, allegedly, uh, with Stephen Colbert, his buddy. And they... Kind of gotten to a little, I don't know, some kind of, it, it was like a scuffle, an intellectual scuffle, because Jon Stewart was laying down facts, and Stephen Colbert basically used alleged ad hominem attacks, attacking someone's character rather than the facts. And 
Uh, right there on air, Stephen Colbert had no facts to back up his argument, and even on news articles, they're saying that he scrambled for a response and was left to simply insult John Stewart. John Stewart took his testosterone to the moon, got up, looked into the camera. Stephen Colbert told him they were going to stop shooting. Uh, and told the world what was really going on. And basically, if you haven't seen this clip, it's going viral. Look it up on YouTube. It's absolutely fantastic. But John Stewart basically said, how hard is it to draw the connection that, that uh, the coronavirus, which originated in Wuhan, was not started in the coronavirus lab of Wuhan? Literally the name of it about, so... It's like saying that the Hershey's fa- and he said this. It's like saying that the Hershey's factory is not responsible for the Hershey's chocolate coming out of their factory. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you guys think about this. That clip cracked me up for ten minutes straight. Um, I, I took from it. He was very brave and very, you know, he probably brave. he's a comedian. This is what they do. Yeah. Comedians are inherently brave. They're warriors of a sort, and I respect mm-hmm. him for doing that because he was in a reclusive state for a while. He retired. He was done. He didn't need to come back out. He had money. He had his little farm with his rescue animals, from what I know. He was happy. He chose to come out into the spotlight yeah. and put his name out there and do this. And yeah, he's, he's awesome. not like worried about his next paycheck, that's for sure. He's like, he's all not- right, I'll show up on Stephen Colbert, and I'm going to lay some fucking truth down. He straight up pooped on his friend. Yeah. <laughs> And Stephen Colbert, who is owned by these media companies that Allegedly are paying for his show and paying for his salary, he's got to toe the party line or whatever, you know, agenda that the legacy media wants him to spew out. He every insulted night. his own friend on air because he couldn't think of any fact based responses. That's so low, in my opinion. Yeah. And the crowd had a. The crowd cheered for Jon Stewart almost equally as much as it cheered for Stephen Colbert, so it's hard to judge. I think it was a know. laugh track. You think so? Yeah, I don't think it was real people. I, they oh, panned wow. out to the real people. No, it was pre-recorded. I feel oh, like if it was okay. a... Oh, I don't know. I'm just making it a laugh. Up, <laughs> oh. Yeah, if it was a laugh track, you know, they wouldn't have let them laugh at John Stewart's. Let's be honest. John Stewart was speaking to a very leftist crowd. Yeah, right. not that I'm right, right but not you know, that's just the reality. Just of it. like uh, the radical, you know, like it's just the radical is just becoming more and more, you know. Common. I think it was a great example of how he can spit facts in an audience that doesn't want to hear it, and they can basically ignore it, and then hear Stephen Colbert. Fat, in my opinion, and allegedly in a very fascist way, insult him, and they cheer for Stephen Colbert for these Nazi tactics, allegedly that they rebuke so much. Right. Now, the, I think the important, the you know, as as much as all of these things about this conversation and the context of what it means for journalism in America, I think the important thing um, that we can draw out of this is is how shameful and how ashamed journalists should be uh, right now because it wasn't, you know, 15 months, 10 months, 8 months, like two weeks ago. If you were to say that the virus came from the Wuhan laboratory, uh, you would be, you'd get a fact check label on your social media. 
you'd get shunned, you'd get canceled, your friends would laugh at you, dismiss you, probably yell at you, mm-hmm. and now you can get on national television a late show and and yell it and people will cheer for you. Like it that that's the important thing. What what an what an utter failure of American journalism to pursue the truth um, and it just shows without a shadow of a doubt that mainstream news outlets in this country are corrupt and controlled. And you might ask, well, what are their motivations for covering this up? If it is the truth, why wouldn't they want it to put it out there? And it's coming out that, so this specific type of research that Wuhan, um, the Wuhan coronavirus lab was researching is called gain-of-function research. And that is when they are in like manipulating these viruses to see if they can get them to re- to to you know replicate certain kind of symptoms if they can get them to jump from one species to another species yeah, they take a strain and they inject it into a group of rats and they take the the rats that died the worst and then they take that virus and then they inject it into some more rats and the rats that died the worst out of that group they take that virus and that's how what they do it just builds. It's really sick. It's like Resident Evil. Yeah, you know, it's oh, very dangerous when put in the wrong hands. When your um, safety regulations are not up to par, and that is why American researchers are putting money into China to research this because it's so dangerous. They don't want it to be on our own soils. They want it to be on China's soils. And I believe that's why they hid this information. If 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 Americans knew. Just straight facts, not any, his hard as it is to find without any political leanings. If they knew factually what was going on in this lab, it would infuriate most Americans that this would even be allowed. Because I think Mary and John both put it well. Um, Because there's emotion there when they speak on this because there's valid emotion because what they're doing is trying to create the worst thing we've ever, we've ever known in the universe. I mean, they're creating they're creating their own devil in, in for lack of better terms, a virus that does what look around you. Look what happened. Hmm. That's the result. And if you think that's the worst of it, it can get a lot worse than that. Yeah. You know what they didn't test on animals? The vaccine. <laughs> yeah, the virus was just the catalyst for the ultimate Oh, Brett, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not going to go too far into it, but I I agree with Dylan. This isn't political. There's not one side here. Both sides are equally dangerous. Um, they're they're the same when it comes down to this. So our country is comp- allegedly complicit because we've helped fund that lab. Um, our researchers are invested in that research, and also Dr. Fauci use. He used to work very closely mm-hmm. with gain of function research. Yeah. yeah. And he is protecting that research. So if they claim attacked, that they do this research to get ahead of viruses that naturally manipulate in this manner. Um, I I think they're playing God personally. Yeah. Um, I don't think I mean they're react everything that happened after this virus allegedly just 
came out on its own into the mm-hmm. into the world populace. They did nothing right. right. I mean, nothing was done. They weren't prepared. So it's not working, whatever they're doing. I don't... There's a lot of theories about the release of it and all that stuff. And I, and I think Jon Stewart... I, what I think he did was literally... And I, and I don't swear, but he basically backhanded, if you know what I mean, America and, and the people of America and said, wake up. It's obvious. Like, I am only stating the obvious, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's literally what he did. He was like, just wake up. Ask questions. Yeah. And don't it's one of my favorite clips of all time. It was yeah. such a breath of fresh air to hear somebody who people respect. You know, the left loves, you know, Jon Stewart. And to hear mm-hmm. him slap the left in the face like, look, isn't this obvious yeah. already? Like, will you even consider it in your brain? If I slap you across the face a couple yep. times, will you finally consider it? And the comedy of it all. So the comedy wasn't him stating the obvious. The comedy was that people still won't accept it. That's the comedy. Like you just said, I'm right there with you, Meg. I said the same thing. I'm so glad you said that. That you captured the essence of my thoughts when I watched that clip. Yep. Uh, 100%. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And uh, for folks listening, if you want to do your homework on this, Brett Weinstein is a great person to, um, you know, you can find him on YouTube. He explains the whole science behind what experiments were actually happening in this Wuhan lab. Brett Weinstein and Whitney Webb. Um, And for now, most likely, I know for a fact, because we have great friends who are Democrats, great friends who are Republicans. Um, And this is not an attack on either of you. We we have love for both of you and both of your parties because you're made of regular people like us. Uh, we are trying to do a service to you, people we consider our friends or brothers and sisters, uh, to just put the facts out there and let you decide for yourselves. We're not... Uh, that's the beautiful thing about facts is that there is no convincing needed. We alleged the, fact. It's, it's alleged. Right, and I think both sides are equally involved. There's... There's this psyop of, you know, Democrats and Republicans and and all this stuff. But I think really it's mostly from the same beast. There are differences, obviously, and we won't get into that. But I really think it's important to reiterate that what we're dealing with is deep state. Yeah. Andrew, what do you think about this, my friend? I'm just sad about all the uh, whistleblowers suddenly committing suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, really? So, I mean, (laughs) 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 oh man. Let me just say, John Stewart did not kill himself. Yeah, I don't think he's no suicidal thoughts or or you know. No. Allegedly, I read a post recently that said if you have any tips on the Epstein case to call the suicide hotline to give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Was it John Stewart who was talking about uh, the investigation that was launched was kind of a joke because it was like the co-workers or <laughs> other buddy buddies of the lab. I don't know if it was him, but... but that absolutely is the case. That's crazy. I don't remember him saying anything. Yeah, they had one American part of this council to investigate it, and they asked the American what he did. And he's like, I asked them. So he's like, 
they're like, so you basically just walked up and asked the scientists if they did it, and they said no. He's like, yeah, what else am I supposed to do? And also, he said in his report that there is conflict of interest and that this is not a good investigation and that they should probably look into it more. But they put a stamp of, oh, investigation over. Andrew, from from the medical community, especially in California, which is hugely democratic for better or worse whatever it is that's just the fact how do you see the medical community reacting to this information if, um, if any reaction at all we've okay so behind the scenes some of my co-workers have have been talking about this from the beginning because it is pretty obvious i mean <laughs> john stewart couldn't have put it much better there's a freaking lab called the coronavirus respiratory lab and you don't think it came from there mm. but, yeah uh, it's like nothing to do with the it simpsons i mean you can't make this stuff up yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm i'm interested to know whether it came out by accident like stuck on somebody's shoe and just ended up spreading around or if uh, it was allegedly and there were yeah allegedly there were a couple scientists who developed uh, COVID-like symptoms and were sent home. Yeah. <laughs> Just go and... home. Go to a busy marketplace and, uh, yeah. Take yeah, exactly. Like, off. well, on my way home, go, I might as go... well swing through the bazaar. No, they were a go sleeper cell agent. Go on some pangolins. They were, they were sleeper <laughs> cell agents. There you go. Ooh, I think I'll have and, bat um, brains too. In the tonight. previous, like in the past couple years, when they've done um, like inspections of this lab, they have like repeatedly failed to, um, you know, have all the safety, yeah, security, you know, whatever they're called, rules in place. Like they failed their inspection time and time again. So it's not like a crazy thing to think. Oh, like let's say. There's this restaurant that has a C rating on the window. Sign me up. And, oh, wow, I got food poisoning from the C rating restaurant. Um, Probably had nothing to do with the restaurant. Like, it's like that same kind of logic. I like how Mary puts things. She's like, like there was this lab and um, they like totally failed their (laughs) safety rating, bro. (laughs) Facts, man. You want to hear the perspective of SoCal girl? You got it. <laughs> I did nothing. Don't you did me. everything to no, me. No, I did literally nothing. Did someone pull an earbud? <laughs> At <laughs> the <laughs> same time, by our chair. John has pulled my earbud once. I have pulled my own earbud eight times. <laughs> and you blame him every time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He just yeah. keeps giving me this awkward side glance like, you're such a dork. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. Do you see the medical in, uh, as far as your co just the medical field in general, if, if it comes out, if there's some facts which have come out allegedly, um, do you see them being very accepting of, of these facts? And do you see medical practice being changed internationally? Or do you, do you think it's so political that people are going to continue to turn a blind eye to just um, these, yeah. just, these, wow. these facts that are coming out? I think we're going to see both of those things because like everybody in in the medical industry are just people and they're still affected by their own political ideologies and whatnot. So it's like 
you know, we're we're just gonna see whatever whatever people are are subscribed to on on their their personal belief systems and all that stuff. People, you know, based on based on their their political stance, are are probably going to spout off whatever their favorite news network tells them to, even in the medical community, uh, which is unfortunate. So what do you see? I've noticed that trend, Andrew. Um, there's this trend where medical professionals are taking political stances ahead of science. Uh, yeah. Where do you see this, this going? Do you think it is a pendulum? It is a pendulum and that it will swing back? Or do you see science, which it already has, taking, continuing to take a bigger hit as far as advancements go because human nature and ideologies are are being put in front of science-based facts. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, because, like, going back to John's favorite subject, masks. <laughs> <laughs> John's forever been cursed with that one. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> I have buddies, professors, medical professionals who hate masks and others that are like, if only everybody had worn their mask, this wouldn't have happened. And there's just such a disconnect. And it's because that's how people are. It's not just like the medical community. It's freaking everybody has such a polar opinion on, on all this stuff. Um, but as people keep, you know, people start talking about this stuff. And I'm super happy about what happened on the air about <laughs> finally opening the conversation with this uh with this lab and hopefully more data starts coming out that's not uh you know whatever washed by the the media uh but i I hope that that creates a trend of people just thinking more critically and hopefully more data comes out that's that's not um just leaning towards you know whatever whatever political idea or there's an interesting phenomenon I've noticed and I haven't seen this reported but I've noticed it based on what's happening and I wanted to I had this thought the other day come to me and I wanted it to tell it to roll on to you guys and see what you guys thought but I've noticed and I, I believe that media and politicians with the media have tapped into this science humans can be hacked psychologically we know this um, so I've noticed that there is a power to um, repetition. So when you have a media outlet, and it's like we've talked about hard and soft brainwashing and the differences between those in episode four, I believe. Look it up. It just has brainwashing in the episode. We, we lay down some actual science and reports for you guys to look into. Anyways, it, brainwashing is repetition. So I've noticed, and John Stewart, as Meg pointed out, um, really highlighted this. When you have media uh, saying something, whether it's true or not, over and over and over for a year straight, you can literally have somebody like John Stewart come out and lay out pure logic. And the human brain has been hacked so much that you can sit there right there and hear a fact once and you will believe the lie you've heard a thousand times over the fact that you've heard once, unless you've really trained your mind to filter through that. And I believe that they don't need everyone to believe it. They just need the majority to believe it. And that's the, the, the hack that they found. Yep. Uh, would you guys agree? Agree. 
of that yeah. assertion. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Absolutely. brilliant. And it's exactly what's happening. And they have a counter to that for the people who don't fall victim. And the, and the government coined the term conspiracy theorist for a reason. And that's, yes. that's, I mean, now there are some wacky theories out there that, yes, are goofy and silly and conspiratorial and we all can laugh at them. But there is a lot that is not. But they have labeled people who don't have that brain, that full brainwashing. Because not everybody's going to succumb to the full brainwashing. Right. I mean, it's not like end Makes sense for since we're on that one-two punch combo, Meg, I'm going to continue with what you just said. And the other day, I had another realization. I browse the news, left and right. I want to read it all. And I, I, I feel like Alex Jones because I just go through article after article after article. Yep. Every day. Yep. Just about. And on Megan's note, I want you to rewind if you didn't hear what she just said because it's important for this next part. I saw an article the other day that said, and this is no joke. They said, what QAnon people actually believe. And John and I covered this in, in an episode a while ago. I can't tell you which one it was. I can't remember. But it's basically an old covert intelligence military tactic. It's called a bad actor. Once QAnon started taking shape as a movement that was threatening, uh, literally, what they do is that the opposition sends bad actors into that movement and they say crazy things. So I saw this article, the craziest conspiracy theories that QAnon believes. Basically, the craziest conspiracy theories that exist. And all of the conspiracy theories I read look like the, the counter enemy, the leftist, whatever you want to say. If QAnon's right, I don't know. Uh, they went in there, said the craziest shit they could think of. And then those same people on that same side used those as examples of why the, the basic movement is wrong. So anybody can go into that movement and say the craziest shit and claim to be Q. And, and the arguments they picked in this article were nothing that these core people believe. I'm not Q, but I've kept up with what they believe. And none of these highlighted examples they used were the main logic that they believe in. They were things that crazy fringe people said, probably bad actors. Yeah, spies, I remember if you want that to call episode. Them yeah. To delegitimize a whole movement. It's the same thing that happened... In a lot of these riots, you get people who are from the other side joining these riots, whether it's BLM or Trump rallies. It happens on both sides and they dress up as them and they do. The, they're the ones doing the craziest shit to make the whole movement look bad. Well, right, because and they're doing the craziest stuff and then the media, they know who the plants are. So they're homing in on just that. You see what I'm saying? So right. the media is using that to their benefit. Either they're using it to their benefit or they're complicit. Probably a little bit of right. both. And um, what is the objective? It is to, once you use the word, con they love broad strokes. So they yep. just say conspiracy theorists. Absolutely. So once you read that article, you are now going to think of anything that is outside of the narrative. And you will subconsciously relate it to that article you read. Yep. To the craziest things you've heard. So you will not believe anything that is outside of the mainstream narrative. Right. And this is a huge puzzle we're putting together here for you. Right. But if you're still here with us, which I imagine you are, uh, <laughs> it, it all connects in the end. And this is the way that they get you. This is probably our last episode. They're definitely going to cancel us. <laughs> we're done. We're laying it out. This is heavy intelligence stuff that they have these think tanks build for them. I just want to know if the uh, Buffalo Horn guy who s stormed the Capitol, who he was working for. Dr. Fauci. 
<laughs> he has connections. I think it, his father or uh, he has political connections. Or he was da- his girlfriend. Her dad was a a politician. I don't know. There's there's a really weird thread there. He's yeah. not QAnon though. Everybody in the QAnon movement, and I'm not. I mean, I've I'm like Dylan. I've read everything. I obviously don't you know subscribe to whatever. But from what I understand, he's not he's not a known member of QAnon. That he basically was. That whole thing was like a psyop, essentially. I, mm. I don't know. I, I have to look back into that. Good I've question, watched Andrew. A video of him before the storming of the Capitol. Yeah, and he's just batshit crazy. <laughs> so allegedly batshit crazy. He could just this whole like, oh, what is he working for? Could be just completely irrelevant, and he could just be a batshit crazy person just doing batshit crazy shit. And Andrews talked about face matching in a previous episode, and allegedly they were looking into the cause of the Capitol riots, and a lot of these people allegedly were part of the BLM riots that were causing millions of dollars in damage to small businesses over the year. Mm-hmm. Which, that's peculiar. You're fighting for BLM and Trump? That, that, <laughs> there's some red flags there. Explain that, FBI. Explain that, Alex Jones. He's like, I'm the one saying it. I was the one saying this. Damn it. All right, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard of Alex Jones in a while. I need to go on InfoWars and see his spin on all this shit going on. So does anybody have any facts to spit out about the Wuhan lab? Anything that would... Before or against the argument that it was created in the lab itself. I mean, we wrap this up. I know we have lots of money ties with China, and China has lots of political influence in America, and they wanted to cover this up from the very beginning. You can imagine, allegedly, you know, why would they not want to cover this up? And also, Fauci is in charge of. Um, all of these organizations, they're, you know, all these, uh, what do you call them, when they're just like abbreviations or... Uh, acronyms. Acronyms. He was like in charge of like these acronym research funding organizations. So he pretty much like has the reins of control of where money goes to research. So current scientists right now have their hands tied behind their back and cannot share their personal opinions or you know facts of what has happened over this last year with what could be a potentially man-made virus and if you decide to speak out or prove that this was man-made your funding your university whatever program you are in can get cut by Fauci himself or his, you know, friends yeah, in it's the alleg- industry. It's allegedly coming out that Fauci is sort of a gatekeeper to funding. So if you're a scientist and you speak against his rhetoric of it was not created in the Wuhan lab, you could lose funding and essentially your job. It's another form of cancellations. Everyone is canceled, right? That's what the show's about. So it, it, Fauci is not the man who's just at the White House telling us what's going on with this pandemic it's much more insidious allegedly than that he is the gatekeeper they are saying so scientists are in fear basically for their livelihoods to speak out 
against him, the people who we rely on for facts, they are scared to put out facts because they could lose everything. Yeah, yeah. it certainly complicates and muddies the water, you know, like you, you're doing some very important research that is going to help humanity, but in order to do that research to help humanity, you have to swear to not speak against what, you know, is against the status quo, what is against what Dr. Fauci said. Which it's totally a conflict violates, of interest. It totally violates all of the laws of science and what science was founded on. Yeah, and it's not like these people are acting in bad will, you know? They want to continue their science that's going to help humanity, and their hands are tied behind their back. And it's, it's just, you know, it's all complicated. There's a, uh, a Chinese doctor, Dr. Li Mengyan, um, who early on accused Beijing of covering up, um, you know, the source of the coronavirus. Um, she was speaking out against uh, the Fauci emails, um, saying that even as far back as the 1st of February of last year, um, he immediately realized that there would be gain-of-function experiment involved in the COVID-19 virus. Uh, and that's because he is a gatekeeper for funding. He did, he did allow for funding to go to a virologist. I, th I believe he was an American virologist. I can't, I can't remember his name, um, but he was stateside. Um, and then the, co the company that he belonged to um, sent money to uh, the Wuhan lab. Um, and, the, and the problem is, is, is that Fauci doesn't want to be tied to this because he knows, as well as everybody else, is that the media would get, you know, two fingers on this thread, start pulling. And then the next thing you know, he would be involved in this huge scandal because despite the fact that he had, you know, no intent to pursue gain of function, um, he when he did find out that it was going on um he didn't he didn't try and, and stop it or make it right he just covered it up and uh, and this whole thing has been a huge cover-up from front to, to from the beginning to the end they've just been covering up the source of this thing because they don't it would take too much time to explain to uh, the congressional investigation committees about you know how it happened and then the truth would get lost in it anyway because you know as far if you've ever watched a congressional hearing i mean it's an absolute farce there, there's no there's no real truth found out there it's just a bunch of it's a horrible medium for truth it's really bad like it's just it's really embarrassing watching those things um and this is all alleged and fictional everything we've said so deduct your own reasoning from that yeah and, Imagine and the, we're in a parallel universe. The biggest problem with this is because um, she's also insisted that COVID was a product of the bioweapons program of the Chinese uh, Communist Party. Um, and that's completely believable. Wait, sorry, who has said this? Uh, Dr. Li Mengyan. Is that an American or Chinese? She's in scientist? America now. When she accused Beijing of covering up the virus, she had to go into hiding for a while. Um, Interesting. But now she's she's out again to to be interviewed and speak on 
the the abundance of emails that have been released regarding um, Fauci and COVID-19. Well, if you'd like to come to Everyone is Canceled, we have a chair waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> and we're praying for your safety. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I've only, I've like heard people talk about, you know, this virus being leaked from a lab. And most people are going to give it the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't done on purpose, that we were just. Not me. Or they were just researching how a virus can jump from species to species and it just happened to jump to humans. And it wasn't intentional. Because it's better to assume that than to assume the worst unless you actually have proof for it. But it sounds like there might be some proof for it now. It's hard to assume anything but the worst once you get the facts. And, you know, there's this argument that it is racist. That's the new buzzword now. It is racist to think that, to say that this came from the Wuhan lab. Deduce your own reasoning for that. But there is a strong argument that has not been uh, rebuked, uh, substantially at least, that it is racist to say that China is full of people who rabidly eat wild bats. (laughs) That is far more racist to call these people... So tribal that they're just out there like Ozzy Osbourne right, chewing off bats' right. heads right out of the jungle. Shut up! To say that they have the capability, it is racist to not say they have the. Ca- it is more likely that they are a great nation with top-level scientists who did create this in a lab. So, saying that it is racist to say that is just asinine because right. yeah. if you're arguing that they are just running around eating wild bats in the jungle. <laughs> You might be racist, <laughs> and you might need to check yourself over that yep. one, my friend. I wonder True if story. this lab, if this lab were in Italy, if we would think it's racist. <laughs> it's a coronavirus lab. I'm a zombie. <laughs> it's a coronavirus cannoli. I'm a patriotic. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Italy, by the way. Oh, I don't know. That was a Canadian accent. Eh. By the way, shout out to Justin Trudeau for allegedly letting Chinese troops on our northern borders. Thank you. I feel safer for it. Also, thank you for sending SWAT teams on your churches for trying to worship. Yep. You are a champ. Yep. Christianity is canceled in Canada. Yeah. So, to wrap this episode up, I appreciate every one of you making it tonight. You know, with the five of us, I know Andrew works night shifts. John gets like... Four hours of sleep every night, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. The guy's just a, a monster. Goes and goes. Uh, everyone here is busy working on different schedules, and I appreciate you all making it. And I'm just constantly high on drugs all the time. Does anybody have any final notes tonight before we log off uh, this week? I have shingles. Until next week, my friends. Like asphalt ones? <laughs> or metal? John wants to know if it's asphalt or metal. Asphalt or metal? Oh. It's uh, the herpes kind. 
<laughs> You're giving me so much to cut out. Mary, did you go to the herpes lab? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I went to the ER because the desert doesn't have a fucking urgent care that I can go to. Do you really want me to not cut this out? I don't give a shit. I have shingles, everybody. <laughs> Hello, world. I have shingles on my butt. I'm wearing a protective suit. Butt. Don't worry. I have my mask on. <laughs> I have my mask on, Dr. Fauci. Mary, you have and the you herp know what? on your butt? The doctor at the ER said he doesn't give a fuck about masks and he is upset that this state this this state of California is making them wear masks. Man, I like that, that doctor. Yes. yes. Mm. Nice. This is verbatim. He wow. said California. That's what caused your uh, your shingles most definitely. Really? <laughs> so a lot of jobs here in California. Apparently, allegedly, Gavin Newsom came out and said that he they are allowing because the government has refused. And I read an article recently that was slamming the U.S. government for not creating a system of vaccine verification. Well, we are a uh, a, dem- yeah, a democratic republic, and we are a, a capitalistic country. So what have businesses done? They saw a way to make money. So now businesses are making this passport system for people like. for states like California to use, excuse me. And what's happening around here is everyone we know, um, and there's lawsuits because of this, but everyone we know basically to go into work and not wear a mask, they have to sign into a sheet uh, that says they got the vaccine if they want to have as much rights as the people who got the vaccines. And if you did not get a vaccine, you literally have less rights uh, you have to wear a hijab to work. Yes. That's what's going on. California is really bad right now. Uh, it sounds like something Little Newsom would do in Little California. A.K.A. Connecticut. Communetiquette. Connecticut. Well, allegedly, Gavin Newsom is saying that he's a system is rolling out very soon for verification in California. And that just seems to be totally crossing the line of discrimination. Based on the pure facts that, and even the governor, even the governor Cuomo said in New York when somebody asked him what he's going to do about the vaccinated, Governor Cuomo said, "Why are you worried about it? You got the vac. If you got the vaccine, why are you worried about somebody who didn't get it? If you got the vaccine, you don't need to worry about people who didn't get it. That's their call. Cuomo's and I give credit them. where credit's yeah, due. That's a playa move. He's bad news." He's a yeah, he he's done some messed up things, but what he said was true. If you have the vaccine, in my opinion, uh, you don't need to worry about other people not getting That's the vaccine because you are protected. Me that he said that. Yeah, that you know what to be honest it scared me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like did Cuomo give up the reefer or is he on to, on on to something? Like is something about to happen? Right. I was very surprised to hear that. Yeah, that's scary. Lamont would never say that. Um, Our governor makes parodies on television in the form of advertisements, obnoxious ones. Um, Basically, you know, he stages these ads in bars and restaurants and he walks into the frame and he throws the he throws the tab at the person who's in a mask and he says, no jab, you pay the tab. No nice. jab, you pay the tab. And he chucks it at the one in the mask. Okay, the one who is, it was, yeah. Yeah, that's our governor. He's he's a real gem. 
Yeah, because bribery has always been on the side of the righteous, right? Yeah, so Connecticut has, I mean, we are giving people beer and concert tickets and... California's giving away millions of dollars. All kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then basically they're shaming, you know, shaming people who are obeying their command and still wearing the mask when they're... As we've previously stated, no good disease has ever been transmitted by being coerced with alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) My brain shut down, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, mine's been shut down for 20 years now, so... I don't know. Guys, I wonder, do you ever question why we're not brainwashed and other people are? That's a great question. I I ask that question all the time. We're just brainwashed in a different way. I think it was massive trauma as I grew up. I was just constantly traumatized by horrific events that no one should have to go through. And you eventually get fed up with being beaten like a dog. And you say, I'm going to do things my way. And as, as messed up as that sounds, Joe Rogan talks about this too. Uh, he, he recently quoted someone as saying, the worst thing that's happened to somebody is the worst thing that's happened to somebody. And he went on to say that it could be your mom taking your phone away when you were 16. If that's the worst thing that's ever happened to you, you haven't been through very many trials in your life. And I think trials and coming back from those and learning how, and we've talked about this on the Wild West episode, uh, when you have to get yourself out of a hole and you're not able to blame somebody on Twitter, uh, it forces you to learn critical thinking just to save yourself. Mm. And in the Wild West days, if you didn't want to get eaten by a bear when you were hunting or killed by a raiding party, you had to use critical thinking to save yourself. Right. And that naturally fed that muscle. But we live in a soft world where we no longer really use critical thinking as a necessity. We are as hard as we need to be to survive in the world we live in. And we live in a very soft world. And the critical thinking gene or muscle, whatever you want to call it, is really not used anymore. And that is to the benefit of the powers that be. And without that muscle being used as a necessity, it is not subconsciously there for us to see the holes in these arguments that are made on mainstream but media. But what if you, what if maybe you don't need it as a necessity, but you just want to use it? I mean, I think there are, yeah, I think it's a great question. I Because Alex Jones is someone who is like that. Uh, everyone here, we we think on that same page as far as that goes. I don't know what, what it is that separates someone. I I think that trauma helps somebody ex- escape that bubble, that bubble. I just don't. I don't think that's the only way it happens. Right. I have a proposal. So you yes. know how nations will require their citizens to join the military for at least a year or two, and that you know builds character. It gives mm-hmm. them like perspective. Israel. Exactly. Like Israel, I think um, there's some like... um, Colombia does it. Colombia, yeah. And I think like just... I can't remember. Well put. Some European countries do it too. Anyways, what if we send our 18-year-old Americans to third world countries to learn how the other most of the population lives on this planet and they have to serve uh, and they have to survive 
That's what my parents and do. And then they come back to America and realize, like, oh, shit, we have it good here. Yeah, send the youth to Libya and Venezuela, and we'll see how much they're complaining <laughs> when they get back. Right. <laughs> I've long made the same argument. No, it's good. Every, every single 18-year-old, no exception. Yeah, and you don't get your phone either. You're forced to open your eyes and look what's happening in front of you. Well, I feel like, too, we all come from a time where we didn't grow up with phones, and and we were forced right. to use our brain. So I, I was just, I was always allowed to read... Um, I just read everything. So I read like Holocaust books and war books and and um, history, a lot of history. Um, and of course, conspiratorial things. Um, my parents let me watch all kinds of like conspiracy theory stuff. And I don't know, for me, it just, just uh, sprinkle in a little 9-11 truther in there. Um, I may or may not be doing shifty eyes right now. <laughs> um sprinkle in some uh jfk assassination yep my first conspiracy theory was the marilyn monroe murder i believe she was murdered yeah. anyway so at a very which reminds me we need to do an episode on mk ultra yes we do so i just that's how for me it's just i think when i was young it like sparked something and it just I never let it die. I never let the spark die. <laughs> Just like Alex Jones. Oh. We appreciate you for that. <laughs> appreciate John, Andrew, Mary. Uh, and you do bring the Alex Jones element, but it's the Megan Morgan element. Yes, it, it is. It is your it's own. special. And we appreciate it. That's going to be our theme song. Yeah. I, might, <laughs> I may or may not be drinking water. I don't know what I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the government whatever little california is putting in that water we need to get a sponsor so i can put a sponsor plug in right now well i'm drinking this electrolyte infused <laughs> sparkling kombucha i have a question for... i'm wearing this adult diaper that holds all my pee. <laughs> <laughs> i have a question for our west side folks do do we have an accent to you a little bit because you guys all have the same accent to me and it's not really an accent it's just like a uh, I don't know an inflection or something I don't know all three of you, you I can't explain it I was just wondering if John and I sound weird to you guys yeah you guys have a certain way of speaking um, what oh yeah yeah what's that about Mary yeah. Mary, yeah. Mary, no, it's you, great. You guys, what do you Mary's Shane? laughing because every time you say Satan, Mer, uh, Meg, yeah. you always, it sounds like you say it with two ends. I rebuke Satan, <laughs> and it just cracks Saint us Dan. up. We have to Satan. <laughs> it's like is that what is that like a kind of food? <laughs> it's the best part of this show. It's what I most look forward to. Oh, I'm sure to hearing. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys have a um, like when John says, for instance. Um, when he says something like, uh, and it made a difference in a big way, <laughs> that that's something that we don't really say out here. That's what I've noticed East Coasters say on, on podcasts or John, and it, it's like you said, it's very subtle, but there is a difference there. Here's so our phrases. It, it keeps the show mixed up. It's good. Yeah. No, we, we have some pretty weird coast vernacular to coast. out here, like 
I, I don't think you guys say wicked. I don't know if that's that's not something you guys say. He's wicked smart. <laughs> not since the nineties. Boston. I try not to say that on the show because it gives away my Do location. It. I want if she yeah if Meg says wicked she has to say right there I rebuke Satan. <laughs> I will never I will never be able to I'll never say it again I can't say it oh. no you have to it's my I, I we ruined it no yeah see that's why I didn't want to say anything no it's been it's Mary brought it up I'm like no you're ruining the magic <laughs> it's okay. I will. I will proudly continue to say I rebuke Satan. <laughs> Thank you. We have to protect the show from Satan. <laughs> it's like, damn it! They keep rebuking me. I'm trying to enter the podcast. <laughs> Not this time, Satan. Yeah, <laughs> I rebuke you. I love you guys. I love, love you, you guys for loving too. me for who I am. Wait, Andrew was going to say something. Poor Andrew. Oh, just another uh, California. Don't let him. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> California Far English. Out, dude. California English is no yeah means yes. Yeah no means no. Yeah no for sure means definitely. Okay. Yeah, what Meg's trying to kindly say is we all sound like we've been smoking pot since birth. <laughs> Don't die on us now. We've been treading the gnar and hitting them, hitting the way. That's the first thing the doctors inject to us right in the burst. They smack our ass and inject us with 100 milligrams of THC. Far out, dude. Far out. And we're like, raw oh, tubular, bro. Right on. I was wow. shredding the gnar all the way out of the womb. Getting pity? Even when you cry, it sounds like you're surf- surfing at Nazar. Just like, ah, <laughs> There's like <laughs> definitely the coastal California. Um, I love coastal. <laughs> there's definitely that coastal like surfer dude. I've encountered many of those people that speak like this, bro. Like for sure. And then there's like the valley girls who talk oh like my gosh, I'm gonna die. Like, oh my god, they like that. And then there's the the rural California who straight up talk like this. They were born out here and they talk like this. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like, like you're California. Like, why are you talking well, like you were born in the south? Because no, you guys sound maybe like. Uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't know how to. Yes, the definitely the surfing pot vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I've had multiple Californians but, tell me that I have an accent. One girl told me that she thought I sounded like I came from Sweden. <laughs> I had what? someone tell me I sounded like Midwest. Mary, that's I think what I was kind of getting at. Not Midwest, but you guys have kind of a um like a westerny <laughs> vernacular. I don't know. <laughs> know how to say it's because of the locals out here they (laughs) literally talk like this like they go talk like this and and i'm like what the like like when you said when you say like rural like we 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 you were like rural like i don't know you're like you're totally (laughs) roared out dude i was just roared out man (laughs) you're like that's so rural (laughs) You, you guys have like an edge to you like a like a desert, deserty edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been baked in the sun many, many hours. <laughs> like what kind of baked? 
baked in more ways than one. Like <laughs> yeah, like cookies, <laughs> chicken, come up with. or masses of amounts of marijuana. Just straight up turkey giblets. Yes, all of the above. <laughs> Hilarious. I don't know. This might be my favorite part of the show. We just all light up a doobie and smoke it and rebuke Satan. <laughs> my Connecticut, my Connecticut accent is so strong. Yeah, you guys definitely got one, and that's what makes America it's really great. Subtle though, it's like hard to pinpoint. It's not like oh, they got a Boston accent or it's like a Long Island, New York accent. It's yeah, it's very subtle. Yeah, this we're something going on. We're around the Rhode Island border, so it's probably more Rhode Islandy than anything. I didn't even know Rhode Island was big enough to have an accent. Oh yeah, they're like Boston, well, just a like a weaker, a weaker Massachusetts. Boston's a little different. There's Boston, <laughs> there's Massachusetts, there's Maine, there's New Hampshire. It's all, yeah, it's all all good up here in the east. I think Boston just punches each other in the head so much they can't help but talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> Brain damage has gotten to their speech. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. I don't know. All the all the I can't listen to myself. I I hate listening to myself on the show. I hate my voice. <laughs> Really? That's interesting. We all go through that same thing. Everybody here, I've talked to it about it now. They're, and I, I've had to overcome because I have to edit it. And I'm like, who is this dumb idiot? And it's always me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. To me, I sound like if I were to categorize how I sound on air, I sound like like a prepubescent boy with a sore throat. Like That's how I <laughs> <laughs> It's gravelly. I don't think that at all. I like no. your voice. <laughs> no, you have a good voice. I wouldn't just say that. Everyone here is kind of won the lottery as far as vocal cords go, I guess. It's a weird thing to say. That's a that's just a weird thing to say, but it's true. Um, and then I edit it, so I hope I'm doing a good job. I, I edit it a little bit. I take the time to... No, you do great. Probably don't know what I'm talking about, but I equalize the levels. So there's treble and there's mids and there's bass. No, you guys all sound great. Like, I listen to the show, and I'm like, wow. They sound... Oh, I just lost my earbud, pulled my earbud out. I'm like, you guys... It's sound- all right. Mary literally burped <laughs> into my eyes. <laughs> I'm she like, purposely oh. put her mouth over my eyes and burped into them. Oh, fun. You got the shingles. I'll like, listen to the <laughs> show. I know. She's contagious. <laughs> I listen to the show, and I'm like, wow. They sound so good and professional, and then... All of a sudden, I'm like, who's that prepubescent boy? Oh, wait, <laughs> I have this weird, like, groveliness to my voice. I don't like it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love the compliment, too, because what I got from that is like, Dylan, you sound so stupid when we're talking right here. But when the show gets produced, you sound great. I don't know how to do it. You're a miracle worker. What? He, he all edits it to make him sound like a genius and all of us like idiots. <laughs> Why would you tell them that? <laughs> no, I make everyone sound. It's easy. It's easy to make. Easy to make. No, it's sound good. Like. I'm just. I'm just joshing myself. Yeah, I think. I think we all overcome that, right? When not a lot of people have to hear themselves, you know, speak on a on a radio show or a podcast, and I think it's very human to feel insecure at first. Uh, yeah, you don't usually hear yourself speaking outside of your own head. <laughs> 
Right, especially about you know subjects that are so much larger than life. Right. Uh, as far as just our own thoughts go, and the impact it has to the listeners, and we take more care in, in the way we craft our our speech and our thoughts. And in the end, I know I've become I've went from being a, a huge idiot to slightly less of an idiot since I've been doing this show. Nice. It's forced me to research subjects. Uh, I, I'm able to hear myself speak and. And, and become better at elaborating my thoughts. And thankfully, I try to surround myself with people smarter than I am to improve the show. And I think at the end of the day, we have a product that um, that people can really digest uh, that is very thought-provoking in a way. And I, I enjoy it, if for anything else, um, to, to simply become a wiser man than I was last week. So I appreciate you guys making the show every week. It, it means a lot. Yeah. And I, I continue to get compliments from our listeners. We appreciate you guys reaching out to us. At every single message I get, uh, I appreciate it. I know my responses can be short sometimes. I'm, I'm a busy man sometimes. Um, but I appreciate every single message you guys send to us. It, it means a lot. We like to know what you guys enjoy about the show. But if that, I think that wraps it up. Unless anybody has anything to add. Negative, Ghost Rider. I think we're good. <laughs> this was a fun episode. It was fun. We appreciate you guys joining us tonight. If you guys would like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, everyone is canceled. One L spelled the right way. We will have some interesting YouTube content hopefully coming out by the end of the year. I need a new computer to work on that, uh, but that'll be fun. We will hopefully be expanding our content. But until next time, you guys have a great night. Happy gaming. Peace. I have shingles. (laughs) 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 Good night, folks. We just all light up a doobie and smoke it. And rebuke Satan. <laughs> <laughs> my Connecticut, my Connecticut accent is so strong.